Hello everyone, I'm Denise Boggs, and I want to welcome you as we journey together through Healing the Heart. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about a topic that I've previously shared on Joni Table Talk with Daystar. And I just want to expound upon it because we've had so many people calling, emailing, asking me to explain it even more. So today I'm going to be explaining how the judgments we make of our parents affect us on into our adult life, and we don't even know it. You don't even know that the very thing that you pronounce judgment on them, that now you've been locked into the same thing. You're doing the same thing. You hated they did. That's what we call a judgment, okay? And probably right now as you're listening, you can think of, oh, wow, I couldn't stand it the way my mom handled money, okay? So let's get started. For those of y'all who can remember something that maybe you looked at your mom or your dad and thought, I can't believe how they're doing it because it hurt you, it affected you, then unknowingly you judged them, okay, if you looked down on them. The Bible says, judge not, or you will be judged, okay? So let's look at it in the Bible, okay? Let's look at it. Here we go. And this is Matthew 7, and it says here in in chapter 7, and wait a minute, let me go to this right here. Do not judge and criticize or condemn others unfairly. With an attitude, okay, oh my goodness, there's the attitude. Now, as children and teenagers, come on, we get attitudes, right? With an attitude of superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge. Okay, now, as a child, we are told in Exodus 20, let's say in verse 12, listen to this, honor, respect, and obey, honor your father and mother, so that your days may be prolonged in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Okay, and then in Ephesians it says, honor your father and mother, that life will go well for you. So in every way, every way that we dishonor them, and we need to break down that word honor, dishonor, Any way we dishonor them in those early days of life, childhood, teenage years, any way that we look down on them, look down on them, that's what is called disrespect because you're not respecting the position they hold according to God's divine order. They are the parent, okay? They are the parent as long as you're in their home. You're living in their home. They are the covering and they're the protection. They're the parent. So they're the father and mother that God has placed you under in order to be protected, okay? 
but in every way as a child or teenager that you look down on them, looking down, you dishonor, okay? And so out of dishonor, you posture yourself above them, high above them to look down. And that's taking the position unknowingly. Now, you don't know this, but as a judge, you're judging them. Now, the interesting thing is, and I want you to understand this, because people will say, well, wait a minute, they were doing wrong. Yeah, they may have been doing wrong. They probably were. But you, they were out of their proper position, but you will get out of your proper position if you, if you judge them, if you take a seat of judging them. You take the seat of a judge, okay? And so what that does, you have to understand, if you did judge them, then you need to recognize that and say, Father, forgive me. I was out of order. I was out of place. It wasn't my place to judge how my mother handled finances or how my dad communicated or how my dad handled discipline, okay? Now, this is the thing about it. We've all judged. I had judged my father and my mother and, you know, I didn't even recognize it until I had children that were the same age as I was when I judged my parents. And all of a sudden, I'm doing the exact thing but worse to my children. Okay? I'm going to tell you a story from my own testimony. My daughter, Casey, was in a Christian middle school. And in this particular school, they had khaki pants as their uniform and different colored shirts. And so it was the end of a school year, and I said, okay, Casey, fold up your uniform, put it in your drawer, because I don't want you wearing it over the summer and getting it messed up, because you'll probably be able to wear some of the same khaki pants and shirts next year. She said, oh, Mom, that's easy. I only had one pair. And I said, what? Now, wait a minute. I know you had more than one. No, Mom. I just had one pair, and that's the pair that I got a, a, a mark on it, and I would wash it and wash it and wash it trying to get it out, but I never could. It's the same pair. I said, Casey, I, I know I bought you more than one pair. No, Mom, she said. You bought, don't you remember you bought me that pair on sale at JCPenney's for $19.95? Oh, my goodness. Immediately, my mind goes back to when I was in middle school. My dad took me to J.C. Penney's, and he told me, he said, you can choose three dresses off of this rack, because they were three for $19.95. And they were khaki dresses. One would have a red pocket, one would have a blue pocket, and the third uh, style had a red and blue pocket. So that's what I had that whole year of middle school. So Monday, I'd wear the red pocket, Tuesday, the blue pocket, Wednesday, red and blue, and guess what? Thursday, I'd go back to the red pocket, and Friday, the blue pocket. Now, every time that I would put on one of those dresses, I would be so angry Woo, at my dad. And I judged him for being cheap, 1995. Now, it was the type of thing where my dad left our home and I never got to talk about it. 
I never even asked Jesus to forgive me for judging him because I didn't see there was anything wrong with judging him. I thought it's wrong that he only bought me three dresses. So, but the judgment formed and shaped my way of thinking. And because in Matthew it says, this is interesting, goes to the log and the speck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, so will you be judged and you'll be according to the standard of measure used to pass out judgment will be measured to you. Verse 3 in Matthew 7. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that's in someone else's eye and don't even notice that the log is in your own eye? Okay. The log and speck principle is the speck or the splinter comes from the log. Okay. So the very thing that was in my dad was also in me. So if I judge my dad for being tight with his money, I, back then I called it being cheap, I judged him. Guess what? I'm the same way. So I locked myself up in being tight and cheap. So I even did it worse than my dad did. He bought me three dresses. I only bought my daughter one. One pair of khaki pants. And the interesting thing was it was the same price, 1995. So do you understand it? You lock yourself up as the judge because if, if the judge says, my dad is guilty, I'm saying he's guilty, then I'm also guilty. That part of my, my nature is now locked up. I'm guilty. I'm going to do the same thing because now I'm guilty. Because that behavior, that tendency of being cheap is in me. And so really we are judging. We're judging ourselves. It's almost like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we have to look at all of these things and realize in every way that we look down on our parent, look down, we took a posture of judging them, and it locked us up into the same thing. Now, if you're hearing this and you're realizing, oh, my stars, I've judged. Okay, what you need to do, I'm going to give you an exercise. This is what I did. It was a process probably of about two years for me to work through every judgment because I really had been very judgmental. I was very hurt by my dad, very hurt. And um, so one way you can do it is even look at the, the painful things that happen. Make a list of the painful things that your dad did, painful things that your mom did. And then say, okay, Lord, show me. Did I judge him for it? Now, one way you can know, look at today. Are you doing the same thing with your own children? Are you, are you communicating the same way they communicated with you? Do you get a harsh tone just like your dad had a harsh tone? Are you um, distant and aloof just like your mom was? She's always got her mind on something else and never paid attention to what you're saying. So now that's what you do. And you may do it with friends, children, spouse, 
but you've got to connect these dots. You've got to see from judgments that were made, it locks you up into that same behavior or that same attitude, and you will not even see there's anything wrong with it. Now, because when I bought the khaki pants for $19.95, there wasn't a thing wrong with that. I couldn't even see it because my way of thinking had been locked up that one pair should be fine. Just like my dad, three, three dresses should be fine. And he probably did better than his own parents, you know? He's thinking he's doing a good job by buying me three dresses. I'm thinking I'm doing a good thing by buying her one pair of khaki pants. And actually, no, it's because I had been locked up in my way of thinking, even in the way I'm feeling. I didn't feel that there was anything wrong with it at the time. And, you know, what really hurt my heart for my daughter is that she wore that one pair for an entire school year. She never complained. She didn't complain. So I even felt guilty. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even notice that I'm only washing one pair at the end of the week. So I judged my mom for having her mind on other things and not paying attention to me, the simple things. Because that's what I was doing to Casey. Same thing. Got my mind on other things. Not noticing. I'm not even pro providing adequate clothing for her for a nice Christian school. So you see how judgments work. And I know when I was on Joni Table Talk and we were talking about it with Joni and uh, some of her other guests on the table, and they were asking me questions. Well, what about this? Or what about that? Is that your judgment? And so it, it was stirring everybody to ask questions. But even our, our viewing audience, oh, my goodness, they started bombarding us with the emails and questions like, well, was this a judgment? Well, the only way I, I can tell you to know is, number one, ask the Lord. Because I don't know if that was a judgment you made. But you ask the Lord, but you also look at the evidence in your life today. What are some of the things you're doing that was like your mom or dad? You didn't know you were judging them. And so uh, you didn't know. Because when you're this high, you're not thinking it's a judgment. But if it bothered you that they did it, it hurt you in some way, then then. It would be a judgment. You'd see it today as a judgment. I have so many people that say, well, yeah, I had to wear hand-me-downs. I had to wear hand-me-downs. I didn't have my own clothes. We were tied, and I didn't have my own clothes. Well, even their voice, even their countenance will change. The voice tone changes. You know, you know by your voice tone if it was something that bothered you. And I've, I've talked in previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to them, you need to go back about when, when something has bothered you as a child, it closes your heart, and then where there is a stone in your heart, there's going to be a tone when you talk about it as an adult. That's how you know, okay? So if you're like, yeah, I really, I had to wear hand-me-downs. Okay, so that is telling you right there, there's a stone, it hurt you, it affected you. And then you fast forward to the present, and are you expecting your children to wear the hand-me-downs. Not Maybe you financially can afford each one to have their own clothes, but you're requiring them to wear hand-me-downs, okay? You can, you 
wear your brother's tennis shoes. There's nothing wrong with that. Wear them. And then you get that tone when you talk about it. So see, that's how from generation to generation, we carry these behaviors. We carry these hurts. And each generation even forms a stone in their heart. It hardens their heart, closes their heart. And then that's when the enemy gives, has access to give you a lie and say, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares. Because if you're having to wear something of one of your siblings and mom doesn't have compassion, say, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you could, I'll get you your own pair of whatever jeans or tennis shoes. So if mom's not paying attention to it, if she's not caring, it's probably because she has a stone in her heart because nobody cared when she had to do the same thing. And so to break all of this, you've got to, okay, let's go back to the exercise. Make a list of painful things that you remember that hurt you or bothered you. And then fast forward and say, oh, am I doing the same thing? Or am I expecting others to do the same thing? Nobody cares about me. So see, if you judged a parent for not caring about you, that even becomes your overall expectation. That's your mindset. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I hope this is helping you understand judgments a little better because Jesus was saying, judge not or you will be judged, meaning that behavior will be in you and others will look at you and say, wow, look what you're doing. So that's what it, it's over time. And then you receive the same judgment, the same measure that you judged. It will come back on you. So Jesus was wanting to, you to, to not have to deal with this type of pain, reaping, this kind of thing in your adult life. And, you know, Galatians 6, 7 and 8 says, God's not mocked. We will reap what we sow. So a judgment is, it's whether you realize it or not, it's like sowing, sowing. And when you make a judgment, you're sowing a seed and it stays in the ground and you may not reap it until 20 years later. That was the same. That's the way it was with me. I judged my father and uh, for only buying me three dresses for 1995, I forgot all about it. And that's what happens. You forget about it. But it was a seed I planted. And then all of a sudden it springs forth. It springs forth. And I reaped the same thing. I did. The reaping was the fact that my daughter's hurt at me because I did the same thing to her. So I'm reaping it in that I'm doing it, but also I'm hurting her. Okay? So it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a double thing. You're doing the same thing. You judged. But then you're going to reap it because, you know, it wasn't until she got older. It's so funny. As a, a child, nine-year-old, she said, Yeah, Mom, I just had one pair. Well, as she got older and she learned how to communicate better, she said, Mom, that hurt me so bad. I didn't think you cared. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I was reaping it. She's telling me how she really felt. And then I realized that's how I felt growing up. Do you see how this is generational? 
So to break free, break the curse, it becomes like a generational curse. But you know what? It's hidden. Judgments are hidden. You don't even see them because you don't remember it when it happened. So you look at, you, you got, but you got to look at the painful things and then ask God to show you. Holy Spirit, show me. Did I judge my parents? Did I judge my dad for leaving? Oh, yeah, I did. I judged my mom. I judged my dad for the way they handled their relationship and their divorce. I judged it. So I want you to do as I did for two years. I had a journal, and as, as, as the Holy Spirit would bring them to my attention, I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Judgments must be repented of to break the power of them. Lord, forgive me. I choose to forgive my parents for divorcing. Forgive me for judging them so that I'm not going to be due to reap divorce because I judge my parents of their divorce. All right. It's, it sounds simple, but it's, it is, it is life-changing. If you will apply these principles, you'll do the work, and God will bring healing and restoration. God bless you, and I'll expound upon it later. God bless you.